hello and welcome to the first ever edition of the Baco Sports Report on the Live from Lake Balfour Podcast Network. I am Maddie Wasserman. I am your host. I will be with you every week breaking down everything going on in the world of Baco Sports. We'll be giving you an inside look into all types of leagues, intercamps, tournaments, every sport. So it's going to be a great podcast and today we're going to be talking about basketball. We'll start off with senior basketball leagues, which kicked off to a great start this week. So much to talk about. And then, of course, we have 16s, the oldest kids in camp, playing basketball, highest level of competition at Echo Lake, which is coming up on Tuesday. So we'll get to that later in the podcast. So much coming up on the Baco Sports Report. But let's start it out talking about senior leagues with Jason Greenberg. All right, now we're bringing in Jason Greenberg. Who Hello. Is Hello, everybody. I'm Jason Greenberg. I've been at camp for eight years, and... I'm very excited to be on this podcast. So to start senior leagues, it was cle- there was a clear favorite. After Evan carried the previous 16 team, the previous 16 basketball team to a championship, it was clear that he was the favorite for leagues. But after suffering a loss game one against Aiden and Dan Dan's team, it's clear that he might not be the favorite. So yes, yeah, so as Jason alluded to, Evan is clearly the best player in camp. Everyone always talks about him. You know, he has the length, he has the athleticism, he has the size. He has the shot. He's clearly the most dominant player in camp. He was the clear favorite for the number one pick, and he ultimately was the number one pick in the senior league's draft. So he's an excellent player, and he was this team was the odds-on favorite to be league's champions. But then they got a little bit rattled in their first game, Jason. So why don't you break it down a little bit? All right, so basically what I think happened was uh, Evan slacked off. I'm not saying he slacked off. I think they coasted a little bit in the first and second half. I would agree with that. Thinking that they were just going to come away at the end. Yeah, because I feel like it's so presumed, you know, everyone in the crowd – when Evan makes a shot, or even when yeah. anyone makes a shot, it's like, oh, here we go again, because it's just assumed that his team's going to win. And oftentimes that can lead to a level of kind of arrogance that I think can also be detrimental, and especially when the other team, uh, Dan Dan's team, which was led by Aiden, they really had that fight in them because they knew, like, they were the underdogs, and, you know, you have the whole crowd rooting for you because yeah. they want to see the upset, and it's just like kind of like if Evan's team wins, it's expected, and if the other team wins, it's a big upset. So I think it leads to a big difference in motivation, which is 100% what we saw on Saturday. In addition, the role players for Team Dan Dan clearly stepped up as Grant put up four threes and Leo guarded Evan well throughout the contest. Yeah, so I think that is a great point. I mean, obviously we know Aiden is the superstar player on this team. He was the number two overall pick in the league's draft. But really the contributions from Grant was absolutely huge, hitting four threes. And, I mean, by the end there, those shots were just wet. He was going crazy. Just pure pure net. He was on fire during that game. And it was cool to see. You know, the crowd was getting into it. He even got a little bow and arrow celebration in there. You know, it was pretty cool. So, the team was all fired up, and it was kind of like, oh, like no one expected that. So now I think that brings us to a larger point, Jason, which is we have to talk about, well, what does this mean for the league going forward? Because obviously, you know, Evan's team is the favorite, and, like, you know, we know that they're the team to beat, right? But now they've lost their first game, they're 0-1, and meanwhile we have Aiden's team who just got massive contributions from Leo, as you said, defensively, Grant from three, and now all of a sudden this team, and Rab didn't even – have that many points so what are they going to do if he goes off well I think Evan is still in good shape uh you still have very good players on that team like Alex and Gabe who I think will play will, will 100% play right well, yes. Evan had 33 of the team's yes. 39 points so we know the role players on that team are going to step up way yeah. more starting I agree game. I agree 
So I think. So I still think Gladsu is the clear favorite for this league. Uh, Evans the clear favorite for this league. I would one hundred percent agree with you. He is the favorite, but it was definitely fascinating to see the upset early. So now let's talk about yeah. some more. And another game, and another contest. Uh, Rabbi played Levine in a close nitty gritty classic Baco basketball nineteen sixteen finish. Yeah, that's a classic. So we had a high scoring game that went into overtime, as we just talked about before with Evan game, but then this game, this was just one of those games up in the Superdome, you know, just one of those yep. grinded out, sloppy leagues games that it's almost like both teams are, they're not trying to lose, but it just yep. feels like they just can't get it yeah, going. Yeah, I agree. It's tough. Um, so, yeah, I think <laughs> it brings an interesting point, which is when you have a 1916 game like this, well, I think the defense was definitely good on both sides. 100%, but the scoring, I mean, 19 points, I mean, one of those Yeah, with players like four Ben points. and Miles. Right, exactly. It's tough to put up four yeah. points. I, I mean, to put up 19 points. Right, I think because I just, yeah. Chuck and Avi's team put up four points in the first half. Like, that's definitely, yes, I'm sure they play good, Ben's team played great defense against them, but at the same think? time, scoring four points and a half is definitely, oh, has alarm bells going off. Yeah. Because I mean, they have to get it going more. And definitely, I mean, you have to give them some slack because Avi... First game of the season, first game chemistry. Of the season, right, of course. You have to figure it's a talented team with Avi and Chuck, especially with Chuck falling in the draft. That really helped solidify them as one of the top potential teams in the league. Also, free throws were a huge issue in that game for both yes, teams. Yes, 100% they were. So I think that the scoring would have definitely been higher with yep. the free throws, and it was a lot of fouls. As we mentioned, just a sloppy game. So I think we need a larger sample size from both teams to really determine, well, was this a fluke, or is this really just going to be two of the teams that just struggle for offense in the league? In another game in Superdome, Team Goldstein came on top against Team Corbin, led by Eli and Justin who both put up a solid 10-plus points as Nade, as Noodle for Corbin was clearly a beast in the paint all day, but at the end just couldn't finish. Yeah, well, he really, Noodle has, you mentioned, he has a huge size advantage, which is what led to him being a first-round pick because, I mean, it's just such a huge, I mean, yes, sometimes he does struggle for offense. I mean, his perimeter game has definitely improved yeah. from last it's, year. It has. It has improved a lot. He has a mid-range shot now, which he did not have coming into last year. But he still can struggle for offense sometimes. But he's just so big inside. I agree. He makes a big impact. Also um, on the glass and 100%, on both courts. Right. Yeah. And I think when you mentioned the team with Eli and Justin, I mean, that's two kids from, you know, the lower bunk mm, yeah. coming in, making a big impact. I, yep. So that's interesting to see, too. Uh, yeah. All right, let's move along to our next segment of the day. We're talking about 16's, 16 and under basketball, and I'm here with two new guests. First one up, we have JR, and we have Lairfeld here to talk to me about 16's basketball. So, guys, what's going on? Hi, I'm JR, and uh, after watching, well, yesterday the A team played a tough Echo A, a team in a pre pretty much a pre-tournament game. And Feldy, you want to talk about the game yesterday? Yeah, so, uh, you know, Baco got off to a fast start. They went up 19-4, to and I think they, early in the first half. Uh, eventually, though, Echo rallied back over time, but they never could quite, you know, keep it up, and they eventually ended up losing 44-33. to So, you know, if you really look at the game, um, obviously, you know, th this Echo team is minus one of their better players, uh, who is not back this year, but... 
Uh, you know, but still, I, I thought Echo put up a pretty good fight in the game, but, you know, ultimately, Baco came out on top, and I think that was mostly due to the fact that they commanded, uh, you know, rebounds. Um, they completely outnumbered Echo in rebounds, like 2-1. to one. Um, Also, I just think that Baco overall had more weapons uh, scoring and uh, had better shooters, but... Yeah, it was a uh, it was definitely a typical game. It was not a blow. Some people expected a blowout. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people expected it to be much closer. It was sort of somewhere in the middle, and uh, you know yeah. I'll let Jr. talk about yeah, it. Yeah, all more. past years. This is this happens every year. Right before the 16s, they play a a, a game against Echo. And it's never been this close. Usually it's usually twenty it's a, point right, right, blowout. Exactly, because but Echo's usually the inferior opponent. With Baco's talent, uh, I thought they would play win by a little more. They slacked off. They were going on big droughts toward the second second half. Yeah, I mean, I would say that it's, I would put it at slightly concerning. I mean, I'm definitely not panicking, you know. No, I think had not. they lost the game and they've been blown out, we'd be like, okay, maybe we should be in a panic. We're definitely not in a panic. But I will say this, I think there's definitely should be some cause for concern with the fact that this is an Echo team. As Lairfeld alluded to just a moment earlier, he said they're at one of their best players, Will, um, who is not back this summer, who is a machine. And they always put up great fights against us but never this close but never but it was so it was this close sometimes but i think that we expected this to be a much you know a lot more distance between the two teams without will there for echo and it wasn't that way and now now we should give echo some credit because he they did have some shooters larry you have something to add there well, yeah, what I got is first Echo did have some shooters, but for the most part, Baco did a good job of shutting down Echo shooters. Where Baco was particularly lapsy was letting be- was letting Echo go inside and get layups. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened a lot, especially towards the end of the game. There were some fast break layups that Baco let up, and I think that's definitely another one takeaway from or one of the major takeaways or something that Baco needs to definitely work also on. Also, in, in this, Evan, the one of the probably one of the better players in camp. He was uh, relied on for a lot of the game. The the other starters did not shoot as well as they could have. Right, like yeah. I think you look at a guy like, I think one positive you could take from this, you look at a guy like JFD, I mean, look, he's two years younger, he's playing up, I mean, he's clearly a really talented player. Um, you know, he has great shooting ability. He did not shoot the ball well in this game, and we know he's going to regress towards the mean um, or improve. On his shooting. Also, the second overall pick in leagues, Aiden Rab. Aiden, he missed uh, like four three pointers at the beginning of the game. That if if he hits two of those, they have a. Of course, I mean definitely they their shooting could have been a lot better, and I think you have to expect it to be. There's also a lot of pressure of playing in front of your home crowd. You know, the camp was all hopped up for this game because the expectations are super high on this team, and I think when you go to Echo, you know, Echo traditionally does not have a lot of fans attending their games. The campers don't usually all watch, which I think alleviates a lot of the pressure for the team. And I think, especially for younger guys like JFD, I think that should hopefully help them. And I think, you know, there's also a lot of experience on this team. You know, this team won 16s a year ago. A lot of the players are the same. A guy like Evan has been there last year, and he's already done this. And I think that when the pressure gets on, this team knows how to perform because they've really been here before. So I don't think the calls for concern should be too high because, you know, we have a lot of experience on this roster. And sure, they did not shoot the ball well in this game. And I think it could be a good wake-up call for them that 
no, yes, we're the favorites coming into this game, but at the same time, it's not just going to be handed to you. you got to go get it. And I think if they have that attacker's mentality, I think they have a grand chance to win this tournament on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah just, to, just to interject on what JR said earlier regarding supporting roles, the topic of guards, specifically which ones were starting, which ones were going to step up, was a, a very uh, prominent topic pre, uh, pre this game. Ultimately, uh, Chuck and Ben got the start. I thought uh, Chuck and Ben, you know, uh, Chuck had three points, Ben had five. Um, both, uh, you know, did solid in supporting roles. They both had an okay stat line. But, you know, in regards to it, the position, the position of guard is fairly, or which guard is going to step, which guard is going to take over is still fairly undecided. Uh, you know, this, in this offense, particularly that they use, Evan is very much used as a point forward. And the guards, or the point guard or shooting guards, are mostly relegated to being deep threats, shooters behind the three-point line. Right, but I think what I was saying earlier, which, you know, kind of goes with your point, is that guys like Ben and Chuck, like, these are experienced players. They're excellent shooters. They're Definitely. great basketball players. Definitely. They have a lot of experience in the big moments, and they're going to come through. Sure, they might not have shot the ball great or made the most impact in this one game against Echo, but we know that when it comes time down to it on Tuesday at Echo Lake, it's going to be a big moment, and they're going to be ready to step up in it. I think they're going to relish in it and hit some big shots in the big games. JR? Yeah, yeah. Yo, JR, you can talk. Well, okay, so another point is this team, they, they lost three, three or three and a half, pretty much three, three or four stars from last season. And last season's, that last year's team was a very good team, and they only beat Brant by eight. They had to come back and down nine in the, in the fourth quarter last year. And I don't think this team is as good as that team. So I would say that I think on a pure talent basis, you're correct. This team had lost a lot of great people um, from last year's team. I would agree with that. But at the same time, the talent they're going up against is certainly inferior to last year. Last year, Brandt's team... Well, you know, they had a six foot ten kid who was just an animal inside. I mean, you could not get rebounders, and they had some great shooters around the team. Sure, Brand always is going to have good teams. We know that they're going to bring a great team to Echo. Who's going to put up a great fight? But the competition for Brand isn't as high either. And we still have guys like Evan on the roster, and you know, Aiden hit such a big shot last year. So. You know, these guys can step up in the moment, and I think the competition they're going up against doesn't have the level of experience and expertise that they have. Yeah, um, you know, the, this team, um, everybody, everybody got in. Um, uh, this is a fairly deep team, but we know that during the tournament there's only going to be eight or so guys who really play. And we, I, I'm guessing that Chuck and Ben continue to start in this tournament. And I think that's a good fit, considering that they are the best shooters and guards in this are, are fairly, uh, you know, they do need to be shooters, especially in this type of offense. But in regards to the younger guys, Avi, JFD, uh, are they going to step up? They were a bit, there was a bit of hesitation um, against Echo. I think that is concerning, but, you know, they are fairly new to this. This is a very big stage for them, and I would expect them to get their feet wet in pool play and sort of get a bit more comfortable coming in later, um, but I still do think that Chuck and Ben are going to be the primary guards in 16, although we should see gradual improvement and definitely improvement with Avi and JFD from what we saw uh, right, on Sunday. Right, of course, that's another reason why they played this night game here at Baco, to just get that experience in because it's you know such a strange calendar how early in the summer 16s is every single year, and you know it's hard to just get to camp 
the second, the first day you're here, you know, you have the tryouts, and then the teams go, and then you have two practices a day. Like, it's a lot to handle, and it's a big workload, but it's all meant to build up to the day when the tournament comes and to help them try to repeat as champions of 16th. I think in a closing remark, if they do want to repeat as champions, they it's all about supporting roles. Evan cannot carry this team. No, he can't. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, their supporting roles did a great job last year, and if you want to win, uh, Evan cannot carry this team. Uh, so I would, so up, I would um, disagree on that point a little bit. I would say that, yes, the other players 100% have to play well. You look at guys like Aiden, you look at guys like JFD, you look at Penn, Chuck, Noodle, all these players, they're going to have to play big roles because guess what? Brandt's going to be a deep team, and we know they're a deep team, as they are almost every year because they have great talent, they have shooting all around, especially at the point guard position. So they're going to be a tough battle. So, yes, I would say that Evan cannot carry them all himself. Now, can he carry a lot of the load? Can he get a lot of baskets that just simply no one else in camp can get? 100% he can. But at the same time, I would agree with you that he is going to need help from a lot of the other players, and especially if they're, you know, doubling him or they're giving him extra attention or they're switching on him in a certain way. That's going to cause the other players to step up, and I 100 believe – 100% believe that they can. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, these Brandt guys, they probably know about Evan. They've probably, I guess, game-planned a bit for him. And I know that if it's a Baco Brandt final, that it, Evan will not be waltzing all over this Brandt team. Uh, they will definitely have a plan for him. And some offensive production is definitely going to have to be picked up. Not to say that the team is, is fully on Evan's back. They're yet, especially yesterday, a lot of people did step up. I thought Noodle played great, especially on the boards. Um, I thought Aiden also played decent. Um... But, look, it's got to be a team effort. And when, if, when Brandt comes down and, and tries to double-team Evan, other people have got to step up, and I, and I think they will. Um, yeah, that's really it. Yeah, um, I would definitely say that all of that is true. All right, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Vago Sports Report on Live from Lake Balfour Podcast Network. We will have another one of these outstanding podcasts coming up for you guys after 16th basketball, possibly even an interview. So that should be great. Also, we have Bizarre Podcast coming out where we'll talk about everything going on Bizarre. So thanks so much for listening. You can always subscribe, obviously. You can check us out on Instagram or anywhere you get your podcast. Thank you so much for listening.